Welcome to Vix Mix, a podcast hosted by yours truly, Sexy Senorita. Listen as I share my experiences of being a mama, being all wifed up, my journey with cancer, yep, that's right, and as I get into all the raw, unfiltered moments in between. Alright, so let's get into it. What up, what up? Hello, hi, and welcome. This episode, I plan to talk about my cancer journey, specifically like how it started or how I was diagnosed and all that good stuff. So it all started back in May 2017 when I had this pain in like on my right side of my stomach area. The pain was just a sharp, like it was just like cramping, but really like a sharper pain. Like, the best, best way to compare it to is, like, if you had, you know, obviously if you've ever had food poisoning or a stomach bug or anything like that, you have, like, this curling in your stomach, you know, bubble guts. But this one is just a little bit sharper, and so I just thought it was kind of odd, and, you know, having my little one, I didn't want to be sick for the whole weekend, especially if it was a holiday weekend. So I go to urgent care, which was pretty much a waste of money and time because there, I think he was a nurse practitioner, just a nurse. And he's just like, oh, you have IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, which if you just Google it, it basically means nothing. Like it doesn't mean anything. There's like no diagnosis. There's no reason. There's nothing to it. So I was just like, what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't have IBS, dude. He said, here you go. I Here's a prescription. Um, it should help. If it doesn't help, you know, come back. And I want to say they took my blood. Oh, they did. They took my blood and they did take a urine analysis. And I think the urine analysis was because they were concerned it could have been my appendix. So, but that was fine. And then I think my blood work was fine. So everything just seemed fine. So they didn't have no reason to think of anything. So that's why they decided, oh, you just have IBS. So I take the pills, um, and then everything, I think three days passed, and I'm fine. Everything's back to normal. I feel good. Then by the end of July, I get the pain again, which I kind of attributed a little bit to stress, because around that time, I had a lot going on. I had I was dealing with this big project at work, and then just some drama and stuff at work. So there's just a lot going on. I was just stressed out. So from there, um, I had the pain again. I take the meds. But the meds don't do anything. And so I want to say probably about a week of taking these meds, I'm just like, okay, I need to get a hold of my actual doctor and get something, you know, have her figure this out. So I call her, make an appointment. And again, she was pretty busy. So I think I didn't get an appointment until the following week. Within that like week time frame, I noticed I wasn't having regular bowel movements, which for me, I'm pretty regular. I have them at least once a day and that's pretty normal. Just saying. Um, I noticed that and I thought that was kind of weird. So I just, all I was doing at the time since nothing was helping, I was just doing natural stuff. So remedies like home remedies. So just some ginger tea and, you know, eating foods with fiber, you know, yogurt, probiotic, stuff like that. Well, by the time I see my doctor, which I want to say, I'm not sure what day it was, but it was like the middle of August. She's like, okay, well, you look like you're in pain. You look a little bloated, so I'm going to schedule you an ultrasound. Something seems a little off here. Um, In the meantime, I want you to take some Metamucil to make you regular, um, and then we'll go from there. 
And I think I had the ultrasound scheduled in like a few days or something like that. I went and bought the Metamucil and I t started taking it the following day. And that day was the day that shit hit the fan. I took it that morning. Everything's fine until like the end of the day. And all of a sudden I become extremely bloated. I'm like burping like crazy. Start to vomit and I'm just in a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of pain. And my, even my husband's like, what the hell? You look like you're freaking five months pregnant. <laughs> and I'm like, I know something's wrong. I don't know what to do. So he's like, oh my gosh, you should probably go to the hospital. And you know, me being the cheap ass was like, oh hell no, I'm not going to go to the hospital and waste, you know, a couple hundred dollars for them to give me the BS about IBS or something dumb like that. So I was like, okay, look, I'll just fight it through the night and I'll go to urgent care first thing in the morning. Freaking bite the bullet and I'm just dealing with all this stuff at night. I don't even think I slept. And then I, by the time I think six or seven came around, whenever it opened, I drove myself to the urgent care and I was still like feeling like crap. So I even drove with a freaking trash can vomiting <laughs> like between stops because I just felt so sick. And so they saw me immediately because they saw me vomiting and they were just like, yeah, this girl needs to be seen. And whenever the nurse saw me, she pressed on my right side and I immediately vomit and start crying. So right away they're like, oh, we think you have a ruptured appendix. We need to send you to the hospital now. We're going to call an ambulance and take you right away. And so I'm like, oh, crap. So call my husband, let him know what's the deal. Going to the hospital, they're going to get me an ambulance since obviously I'm not allowed to drive and to meet me there. And if he could, just to call my work and let them know I'm not going to be in work, then I'm going to the hospital. So he's like, okay, I can do all that. And he was taking our son to daycare at the time, so I'm pretty sure he was stressed out too. And so I get to the hospital, and they do all kinds of tests, you know, run my blood. I think they do an ultrasound, a CT scan. What else? Finally gave me some meds so I'm not vomiting all over the place, and I'm, like, not in pain. Oh, so when I got my ultrasound. Okay, wait, 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 let me back up. So this all happened on August 17th. I remember that freaking day because it was just like the worst day of my life. I will never forget. So when I get the ultrasound, the ultrasound tech, which I have to say, those freaking techs know what they're doing. And when I, even when I was pregnant, like, you know, I didn't have the best ultrasound techs, which kind of pisses me off because, you know, they, when they see stuff, they know things. They might know to the extent of like a doctor's level, but they do it so routine. Like, you know, just like anybody in their job, like you do your job enough times to under, to see a pattern, right? So me trying to like kind of kiss this guy's butt like oh I know you probably can't say anything to me but is there anything that you see that's maybe not normal or can you at least give me a hint like am I okay am I gonna have to have surgery is it my appendix like give me hints dude <laughs> right and luckily the dude was kind of nice so he was just like well look I really don't not supposed to say much but one thing I can tell you is you got a lot of free liquid flowing around in your body which isn't normal I'm like hmm that's kind of weird and he goes but I wouldn't be too concerned about that it happens sometimes when you get a ruptured cyst so I'm over here thinking like oh okay well that's comforting but at least it's not like you're gonna have to do surgery right so I think by this time my husband meets me at the hospital and you know we're just kind of just waiting um I had to drink this crap for for the CT scan which now I do like I've done before and it all it does is just make stuff light up while they scan you so there we're just waiting talking and joking and yeah like our goofy asses like make a joke like oh what if it's cancer ha 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 um dummies I can't believe we said that <laughs> we totally jinxed ourselves I did the CT scan come back get the result oh no 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 at this time, I didn't get the results yet. I think this is what we were just waiting for the results. And in the meantime, like, I think I had 
text one of my coworkers to get my laptop because that I could do like my timesheet or something. And so I had my husband meet my coworker, and of course I gave him my phone because obviously my coworker had my was texting me. So he, my husband leaves to go meet meet them and get my laptop. That's when the ER doctor comes in and is like, "Who was the guy that was sitting with you?" that was just waiting here with you and I was like that was my husband why oh well um we need to go over the results with both of you and like in the back of my hand is like oh shit what is this guy gonna tell me why does he need to tell me in front of my husband I, was, and I think I even told him I was like oh well it's fine it doesn't matter he's gonna be a while you can you can just let me know and he's like mm, yeah I kind of have to tell you guys together so that was like really weird and I told him, well, he has my phone. He's meeting my coworker, getting my, my laptop. And I think he went to get something to drink. So he's going to be a while. The guy's like, well, just give us his phone number and we'll we'll call him. And so I did. And I knew I knew my husband because my husband is smart. And he's I knew that dude took his sweet freaking time because he knew it was going to be bad news. So in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, I know what the fuck you're doing. But can you just hurry the fuck up? Because I want to just like rip off the band-aid. Let's... Let's hear what they're going to tell me. And, like, I am still being naive thinking that they're just going to do surgery. Like, oh, maybe it's just surgery and I, and I need to get, like, you know, those living wills signed or whatever. Um, by the time my husband comes back, the doctor comes and he comes in with, like, a freaking group of people, which was annoying, too. And he goes, all right, well... I've done thousands of these types of scans and I'm 99% sure that what you have is cancer, specifically ovarian cancer. And I'm like, say what? Uh, repeat? Because I am, yeah, you need to try again. And so, <laughs> yeah, like me and my husband were just in shock. And then some other dude there, I think he was another doctor. He's like, yeah, we're going to admit you today. Uh, it does look like you have a... Uh, a bowel, a large bowel obstruction, which is my colon, has a blockage. And so if it doesn't fix itself, they're going to have to go in and do surgery. So at this time, I'm kind of like still freaking out. They leave. And at this whole time, I'm like, I'm stone-faced because I don't like to show my emotion. And so then it wasn't until they finally left, I like broke the fuck down. I started crying. I'm like, how the fuck is this going to happen? We were just joking about it, you know, jinxed us. So then my husband uh, decides to, what did he do? Did he call somebody? Oh, no, no. I think he told me, okay, well, let's figure it out. You know, you know, this is just worst case scenario, but we'll, we'll see. You know, trying to kind of comfort me. And um, I, th I don't even think we told anybody at this time. I think the only person was, I think I just called my boss to let him know, like, hey, they think I have ovarian cancer, so I'm going to be in the hospital for a while. <laughs> which I'm pretty sure he was shocked but anyway so yeah that was the worst day ever um because I had the bowel instruction I wasn't allowed to eat anything um I think they were just trying to see if it would kind of subside on its own um and then they did routine scans I want to say so I don't know if it was the I don't think it was the next day I want to say it was like two days later they decided to oh they decided to do this procedure called paracentesis. And what that is, is basically a procedure to remove out the liquid from my body. Like the ultrasound tech guy told me I had like all this free flowing liquid that wasn't, that wasn't normal. And in between those times, like I met with a few doctors. One guy was a gynecologist because of course it's like the ovaries, right? And he was asking me a bunch of weird questions. Like if I ever was diagnosed with anemia or had issues with anemia and anemia basically is, is when you have low iron in your blood, um, which is in, found in your red blood cells. And I'm like, 
uh, no, I've never been diagnosed. So I was like, no. And they're like, well, aren't you, weren't you tired? Aren't you tired? I'm like, no. Well, I'm always tired. I have a freaking one-year-old or at the time he was, wait, yes. So he was two. I was like, yeah, I have a freaking toddler. I'm always tired. And they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, well, how many pregnancies have you had? I'm like, one. They're like, how many births? One. I'm like, why? And he's like, oh, well, you, you've never been diagnosed with endometriosis. And I think endometriosis is a condition where, I can't remember, it's something to do with like your uterine lining that grows on the outside of your uterus. And it can be very, very painful. Don't quote me on that. But that's my, I think that's my understanding of it. And I'm like, no, I've never had issues. We got pregnant right away, which was interesting that I did tell them because I was like, well, we were trying for a baby, but for some reason this time around, I wasn't getting pregnant as quickly as I did with my son. And so he's like, well, are you on birth control? I'm like, no, uh, we stopped birth control at the end of last year because we wanted to get pregnant in 2017. So he's like, oh, okay. Well, it just doesn't really make sense. I was going to say that maybe you possibly just have an overgrowth of ovarian cysts, which happen with women that get off birth control. But it looks like you have you have some indications of showing of endometriosis, which can prevent you from getting pregnant too. So I'm like, oh, this is all kind of weird. And I'm like, well, I've always had a regular period. Everything's been normal in that area. So mm, doesn't make any sense. Um, and then again, they were just monitoring me before they were going to either do any type of surgery. So finally, I think they just realized that the obstruction kind of did its own thing. They decided to move forward with the paracentesis, which again is just removing liquid. And while they do that, they're also, they also took out some samples, or they did a biopsy. So they took some samples of what possibly was the tumor or whatever, or the cancer. So that happens. Mm, I want to say it was a pretty quick procedure. I've never been under anything, so I didn't know you had to sign all this paperwork. Some people have crazy reactions to anesthesia. The only reaction I did have was that I was high as a kite and I vomit like crazy. I don't know why. So they tell me that they took out 320 cc's. So cc's is the same as milliliters. 30 cc's equals one ounce. So they took about roughly less than a little than 11 ounces. And to just have an idea, like a Coke can is 12 ounces. So they took roughly a Coke can size of liquid out of my body, which makes a lot of freaking sense why I was having so much pain because that liquid was not supposed to be in there, in my body. And... Oh, another weird thing, this lady comes in while I'm high as a kite and she's like telling me that I'm all messed up and that I do have cancer and I'm just like, wait, 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 like, hold on, lady, what are you talking about? They just told me I might have, you know, endometriosis or I might have cysts. They, you know, no one told me for real I had cancer. This doesn't make any freaking sense. And plus I'm high as a kite. So why are you coming in here telling me this stuff after I just got out of the procedure? And I just, and plus I was all by myself because I think this is like the middle of the day. So obviously like my husband couldn't take off a whole week of work. He still had to go to work and take care of our kid. And so she just gives me her card and she's like, well, you need to call me. You need to call me immediately when you get released. Um, so we can schedule you and go over your results of your biopsy. And I'm like, okay, whoever you are, lady. That happened. They kept me for another couple days. They just wanted to make sure I could make a bowel movement and that I was able to eat without any pain to make sure that the obstruction was finally gone. Um, so yeah, I pretty much was there for a full week. And then um, I called that lady, made an appointment, and... What else? Yeah, because I think she said that it takes about three to four days for them to get the results back from the biopsy. So yeah, I'm pretty sure 
I think I got released the day, a day before. Yeah, a day before we went and saw her. Um, so we see her the following day. And then, like, throughout this whole process, what sucks is, like, everyone, the medical people's delivery on giving bad news. I mean, the, the doctor from the ER was at least kind of semi-decent by trying to have me and my husband in the same room. But his, you know, there's no way to really give good news. I mean, there's really no way to give bad news to somebody. Okay, so the next day we see the doc, the gynecologist oncologist. That was her specialty, so... Gynecologist, study of women's reproductive system, oncologist, cancer doctor. So we go and see her. That's where I think I got pissed because we were still kind of like, you know, like maybe it's not cancer. And we saw, I think, like her intake. I don't want to say it was a nurse practitioner. Maybe she was a physician assistant. And that little bitch did had no fucking tact. And she pissed me off. And I remember, like, I think my husband told her to get the hell out of the room because she basically said, like, she just went about asking us all these questions and, like, you know, doing her intake stuff and getting information from us. Pretty much just, like, said that we had cancer. And my husband, like, looked at her and he's like, you do realize no one told us that yet. Like, we didn't know the results of this. So for you to come in here and say this to us was very unprofessional. And I think he scared her off and she left. And so finally the, the real doctor, the lady, that had came in at the hospital comes in and she kind of like breaks it down to us and she was a little more she was way better she was sweeter about it and she said okay this is the results it is cancer however it's not ovarian cancer if it was up to me I'm pretty sure it's some type of GI cancer which is gastrointestinal meaning somewhere in your digestive system and she's off. I had to say it'd probably be colon, but I can't guarantee it. You'd have to do a test. And because I have Presbyterian insurance, she recommended that I get like not a biased doctor because with Presbyterian, they like to keep everything within networks. So everything is press. So she's like, no, I have a buddy out here in the New Mexico Cancer Center who is, you know, the top in her field with, with GI cancers. Um, unfortunately, that lady was booked. So we got who we got my cancer doctor, who is my cancer doctor today, who is pretty awesome, I must say, too. Weren't able to see him that day, but we got to see him the next day. And that next day, he said the same thing. Oh, oh, before I forget. So she goes, I'm like, okay, so what does this mean? And so my husband's mom had breast cancer and she passed away and so he kind of had like an idea of all this terminology so right away he asked he's like well can you give us what stage this is and she's like well in my field I would say this is possibly stage three and so we're like oh okay that's cool my husband's like anything before stage four because once it's stage four that means it's you can never be cured so we're like okay that's kind of at least positive news. So when we go see my doctor uh, at the cancer center, he's like, yeah, no, it looks like stage four. And I'm pretty much, I think he said, I'm 70% sure it's colon cancer, but I need to, you need to get a colonoscopy for us to test it. So yeah, it's like bad news after bad news, you know, run right after the other. It's like, oh, maybe I'm retrocyte. Nope, it's ovarian cancer. Oh, but well, it's not ovarian cancer, but it is some kind of cancer. Maybe it's stage three. Oh, no. Yeah, it's stage four. So, yeah, just bad news after the other. And anyway, so I get a colonoscopy and I want to say that was like on September 1st. And we get the results on that. And so, yeah, it was September 1st because on September 8th is when I got my actual diagnosis of what I have. So I have stage 4 colon cancer of signet ring cell carcinoma. Go ahead and Google it. 
Of all the cancers diagnosed within glutus colon cancer, only 1% of this is diagnosed. So I have an extremely rare cancer. And the reason it's called signet ring cell is because the way that the cancer cells look like, they look like little rings. And the way that this cancer spreads or like looks, it's kind of like... um, The way my doctor described it is like when a leaf turns brown, it just kind of destroys your organ from the outside in, kind of like like just turning it to mush. So when you think of cancer, at least when I think of cancer, I think of like this mass growing in your body that's not supposed to be there. Well, that's not the case for me. It just grows in sheets on the organs and basically destroys your organs from functioning. So yeah, that's what I have. And when I had my colonoscopy, the doctor that did it, she said that I did have a bowel obstruction. The reason I had the bowel obstruction was because the cancer had pretty much eaten most of the side of my colon where she could only put, she couldn't put her little camera or whatever, her devices through it. So that's, so what she thinks had happened is the Metamucil had got everything flowing and it was like trying to push all this you know, waste through like a tiny little hole, you know, smaller than the size of a ballpoint pen. Yeah, so that's what was happening. That's But she's like, yeah, I can't, e- I couldn't even put my camera through there. And I, so I had to stop. And this was all on the right side of my body um, in the sending colon. So yeah, so right away, my doctor's like, we're gonna have to get you on chemo right away. I need to get a, a port installed. So what a port is, is It's an implant that goes in your chest that connects to your vein. And because I'm going to be doing chemo or chemotherapy, it's just easier to have it connected. And so they're not constantly poking my veins in my arm since I'm going to be doing chemo every other week. And it's just just better. So I went and got that. The port implanted like a few days later. And then I was supposed to start chemo on the 18th. (sighs) So yeah. So I think that's a good point for me to stop. Um, and then I'll recap what happened with chemo and then my surgery for the next one. So, as always, I like to end with a quote, and the quote that I have for you all today is by Paolo Coelho. He's the author of The Alchemist, so it's a good book if you haven't read it, but anyway. This quote says, Life has many ways of testing a person's will, either by having nothing happen at all, or by having everything happen all at once. Yep, just like my little recap. Everything was happening at once. Bad news after bad news. Alright, thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Adios. for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode of vix mix which is on apple music stitcher and spotify for now feel free to rate and review as you like or not whatever but please if you have any comments questions suggestions what have you send them my way to vixmixpodcast at gmail.com again one word vixmixpodcast at gmail.com i appreciate and look forward to any feedback you have but let's be real no haters All right, until next time, peace.